Welcome to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown. If this is your first time listening, I want to welcome you to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. I want to welcome you to just uh, being part of the, the Barnabas Speaks family. Uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, the Barnabas Speaks is a podcast about encouragement, podcast about empowerment, a podcast about faith. If you know anything about me, you know that I am always seeking to encourage, always seeking to empower, and always to, trying to live out in faith and encourage others to live out their faith. No, if this is, uh, I just want to thank everyone that has come out, everyone that has decided to just tune in, everyone that has decided to to subscribe, to hit subscribe on the podcast. So what I'm asking you to do now, if you are listening, if you are watching, one, share, two, subscribe to this YouTube channel, three, uh, subscribe to this podcast, Uh, whether you're listening on iTunes, you're listening on Google Play, or you're listening on uh on SoundCloud, I just want to encourage you and uh, just to hit subscribe. And uh, if you like what you hear, share. Uh, these, these things work via water mouth. Uh, I am a faith believer, and uh, for those of you, this is your first time listening, this is your first time watching, you have never been on my YouTube page. I have not been consistent with my YouTube page, and my goal now is to be a little bit more consistent with YouTube, be a little bit more consistent with my podcast. I, between last week, which I, I kicked off a series, which we're going to get to in a second, and this, uh, and and before that, it was such a gap, it was probably like an eight-month gap between episodes. And I decided what better time, one, I decided one because of the encouragement and, and, and the pushing of the Holy Spirit, but also I decided what better time when we're in quarantine, people need encouragement, people need empowerment, people need to know that the faith is still there. And I hope that everyone that is listening, everybody that's watching, I hope that you're doing well. I understand that we are in a pandemic and this is something different that we have never experienced in our li- lifetime before most of us. Uh, I am 36. Uh, I will be 37 later on in this month. And this is not something I've ever experienced, something where we have to be quarantined. We're trapped and we're, we're stuck into the house, if you will. But I hope during this time that you're taking some time not to build your business because I know that's the cliche thing everyone's saying is that if you don't come out with a skill, if you don't come out with uh, with, with, with a way to make money, this and that, you've you failed, this and that. But a lot of times... Uh, what we have to think about is that that you made it through, uh, that you made it through in your right mind. And that's a church thing to say, but I'm churchy. And so what I'm going to do, uh, but uh, that you made it through in your right mind, that you really have taken some time just for you. Uh, not so much time for uh, you came up with this great business plan because the reality of it is that you may enjoy your job. Excuse me. You may enjoy the things that you do. You may do all those. You may enjoy it. But other times that you may not literally have the time uh, because a lot of parents are now being homeschool teachers and uh, and a lot of parents are now being the teacher. They're the chef. They also still the breadwinner. So they still have to maintain their job. And and then you think about those that those people that are now back in those abusive situations, those that are. Or, or worse off because of the quarantine. We are, we are praying for you. We at the Barnabas Speaks podcast are pr- pr- praying for you. And I know if you're listening like we, uh, it's not me being grand, but the fact is that this podcast is a representation not just of me, of my wife, uh, Tisha, of my son, Aiden, and my family. And so we here, uh, the, every, every person that I represent, we are praying for you. We are praying uh, for those that are now trapped within their addiction and trying not to relapse. Uh, we're praying for you. For those... I had to go back to a a a cycle of of, of abuse, a cycle of of 
of rape, a cycle of uh, sexual harassment, a cycle of emotional and verbal abuse, and that now some of you are back in your childhood home, uh, back from college, and you thought that you escaped it. For those that are dealing with, man, they don't know what's next. Uh, for those that are dealing with, they don't know what their next meal is. This is what the quarantine uh, has given us. This coronavirus pandemic has, has put some people back in, and I feel like it is... Uh, premature I feel that it would be uh, uh, narcissist not necessarily narcissist but arrogant of us to say well if you don't do this then you're not doing something right because the reality of it is that we don't know a person's situation a person could be doing all they all they know how to do to stay alive a person could be doing all they know to to not drink out that bottle or to not shoot up that needle or to not overdose on, on, on the pills. There's a lot that's going on. And to be able to put uh, put everyone in this capsule that they should be come out as entrepreneurs. They should come out better than they left. The reality of it is that some of some people are just going to make it. And my prayer is that it's not the case, but the re but we must deal with what where people are. And what people are is they're just trying to get from day to day. And so uh, I hope that what, what, is, ha what is happening here, what, what is happening in this podcast, that isn't encouraging and it, it isn't encouragement, it isn't empowering. And there's one of those things where you can come back and say, you know what, I made it through uh, and that there's something that the Barnabas Speaks podcast, there's something that Cloyd said uh, that, that helped me. Uh, that is that's my goal that's my thought that is my my thing is that i'm not trying i would love and to, let me put it in two things i i would love for this to reach thousands millions and and me cross continents i would love for this to do that yes that that i would be lying if i said that's not the case but what i also would love is that it impacts somebody that that it that it that you're listening and you, you're listening and you're watching that it would impact you in such a way that it that lifts your spirits. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna have all the answers. I don't. But I am praying for you daily. Uh, and so last week we began to talk about what now, now what, and how that came out of. It came out of uh, just a thought, uh, and it came out of a thought from my book uh, that God has blessed me to to write. And I should have been prepared for this, but I am not. So please forgive me. Uh, but this is the real. I want you guys to realize this is the real. This is not just something that I'm uh, coming up with. But I, I had the fortunate pleasure of writing a book called the, uh, the Becoming, Helping the Christian Disciple Gain a Practical Perspective on Their Relationship with Christ. I wrote this book uh, now three years ago. I released it uh, December 15, 2017. And uh, I had the, I had the blessing to do that uh, by the leading and the the guiding of the Holy Spirit, uh, and with that, uh, God allowed me to do that. And it was about really kind of getting a practical perspective of your relationship with Christ. Uh, and uh, one of the things I started thinking about is, what do you do now? You said uh, you said I do. You said that I that I. I'm, that I do accept Christ. But what does that mean? What do you do now? What, 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 what happens after you said, I love God? After you said that, uh, I believe that he is the, the, the savior of the whole world. I, I believe in, 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 in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has saved, is my savior. What, do you, what, what happens after that? Uh, because we don't really deal with that. 
we, we welcome you into the church. And we say, come on. And we take your tithes. We take your offering. And we, we tell you that tomorrow is going to be a different day. Now that you're a new, you're a new create, creation. You're a new creature. And what do you, but what do you do now? What now? What, what can I do now? Now what? Because the reality of it is that what I, I was able to, 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 to bless you with last week by the functioning of the Holy Spirit was that tomorrow your bills will still be due. Yeah, t tomorrow you'll still have to, to, to pay your bills. You'll still have to deal with the fact that you cuss a lot. You still have to deal with the fact that you have addictions. You still have to deal with the addiction of pornography, the addiction of, of alcoholism, the addiction of drug use. And you still have to deal with the fact that you have to go back to that abusive husband or that, that, that abusive wife. or that you still, have to, you still have the struggle. But we tell you all you have to do is accept Christ and everything is going to be okay. What happens when it's not? What happens when you are doing all you know? You're doing all you know to live for Christ. But it feels like nothing has changed. And what, what now? You, you, said, you said yes to Christ. What, what now? And I, I would not be the faith person that I am without a scripture. And the scripture we have here is going to be found in the, the Acts of the Apostles, the second chapter, uh, around the 37th verse. And the scripture reads, I read from the NIV, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent. What now? We repent. This is a struggle. This is this is one of those things that is not just that that that, that simple things like okay, I've come and I've I've asked God for I've asked God to come into my life. I've asked Christ to come into my life. I've done this thing. And now that's, that's that's that Sunday, or that's that Tuesday, that's that Wednesday, or maybe you didn't go to church and you you're in your, the the, the prompts of your own home and you you've you've cried out and you've prayed to ask God for to to, to accept you into the, the 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 beloved and to accept you into the kingdom of Christ and, and now, but tomorrow you get up and you still have to deal with the hell. Tomorrow, right now, there's someone that has accepted Christ. Because this isolation has driven them to be to, to move internally and they have accepted Christ. And, and right now, someone has accepted Christ. And now they want to know now what? Because they still the next day they woke up and the abuser was still there because we told them that everything was going to be all right and, and that you will be made new. But what now? What, what do we say now to those people? And I tell you to Repent. And what I would tell you that repentance is a process. It's not an overnight thing. This is not one of those things where, where you, you've repented now. Repent means to change and to, to change directions. But what does the person do that's in a cycle of sin? When I was first beginning preparing for this, I began to think about the book of Judges. And what you'll find in the book of Judges is that Israel was in a a cycle of sin. They they were in this position where they would 
find themselves doing whatever they wanted to do. They, they, they would do whatever they wanted to do. And then they found themselves living in, 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 in sitting in sin. And then God would send a corrector or discipline. Sometimes it was in uh, another kingdom, an enemy kingdom. And then sometimes it was in plagues and sometimes it was in sickness and sometimes whatever it was, it was in war. And then they would cry out to Christ. And then as they cried out to Christ, he would send a judge or he would send a defender. He would send someone to help them. And they would live a little, they would live right for a little bit. And then they would go right back into their cycle. It'd be it. They'd go right back into sin. And if we're not careful, if we're not, if we are not teaching the, 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 these new Christians or these babes in Christ or these, these people that have now just been born again. And, and sometimes it's not even those that have just been born again, but have been born again for years. And we're not teaching you how, what to do next. If we're not telling you that this is a process, it is a day-to-day -day process. The Bible tells us that, that we should not worry about tomorrow because today tomorrow has its own worry but today has enough for us all the bible also tells us is that instead of saying what we're going to do tomorrow we should say if the lord wills lord willing and the reality of it is that we have enough today without worrying about tomorrow and it doesn't mean that you can't plan. It doesn't mean that you can't that you can't plan vacation, that you can't plan uh, retirement. You can't do any of those things. But what I am telling you is that when it comes to defeating your 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 sin, when your when it comes to breaking out of your cycle, when it comes to 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 to, to repenting, what doesn't mean just ask forgiveness. That's why it actually says repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. The repentance, it really, the, the base word for repentance in the Greek is meta. And one of the things that I think about meta is metamorphosis. And, and, if, and I, if you take the butterfly, you take the, the, the caterpillar, if you did not see the caterpillar before, it became a butterfly. You would not know that the two are related. And that saying is that understand that the process become, from becoming a caterpillar to a butterfly, it is a, a, a long drawn out process. And it's in the cocoon, it's in this isolation within itself, and it is isolated within itself, and it now begins to go through this, this process of change. And now it becomes the butterfly, the beautiful butterfly, and you would not have known it was a caterpillar before. But what we fail to realize is that if you ever look at the, the a video and you watch a video of uh, a butterfly being birthed, or a butterfly being, it's, it's transitioning from a caterpillar to butterfly in the cocoon. You'll see that it's, it's day by day, it's moment by moment. It is just like the, the, the process of, of, of an embryo becoming an, an, uh, uh, or an egg or in a, a seed in the egg uh, uh, and it becoming an embryo and becoming the, the actual baby. It is a process, it's a day by day process and, and no day looks the same. And it, but Well, I wouldn't say that no day looks the same, that there's some days that, that it doesn't look like there's been any change, but there is a change going on and repentance is a process. Repentance is a process. We don't just wake up one day and it'd be okay. I know that's what we told you that we say that if you come to Christ, if you come to Jesus, come to Jesus, 
right now, right now, he will save you, he will save you, right now. And we sung that song. I'm Baptist, so you got to forgive me. That's, we sung that song. We said, come to Jesus and he will save you and he will. But the salvation process, it's a, it's a process. You, the thing is that when you accept Christ, you're saved in that moment. But he's always saving you throughout this process. You're saved in that moment. From the moment that you said, because, because Jesus, God, does not live and encapsulated in time. He lives outside of time. So when he accepts you into the beloved, you are accepted. You are saved. But there's still a process of your salvation. It's still a process of your, your, your repentance. Now, if you, if you were to die at that very moment, yes, you would be found in the, 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 the safety of the Almighty. But the, at the same time, if you don't die, it's still a process to your becoming. It's still a process to you being made whole. It's still a process of your repentance. And so the repentance means to change your ways. And sometimes changing your ways is not this thing where you get to do it this at this very moment I thought something was crawling on me uh, but it get to do that do that that, that 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 very moment because you have a lifetime you have a lifetime of decisions a lifetime of choices a lifetime of, of, of experience of living in sin I had a lifetime of being addicted to pornography. I had a lifetime of, of masturbation. I had a lifetime of fornication. I had a lifetime of, 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 of trying to figure things out on my own. And understand this, I'm saying a lifetime, but I, I, I was baptized at the age of six. I had the understanding I was chasing God even then. But even still, I still had to be able to defeat the cycle of sin. And the challenge now becomes that a lot of times we don't know, we, we don't know how to identify our cycle. Because we have not spent enough time internally dealing with us. So I'm not worried about if you come out of this, this, this pandemic as an entrepreneur. I'm not worried if you come up with this, if you have this creative idea after that. What I'm more concerned about more than anything is that you spend some time with you. That you begin to learn who you are. Because some of the people... People's most scariest moments is not when they're in front of a crowd. It's not with the drugs. It's not with alcohol. It's being stuck with themselves. And if, if I had to find, I'm not, I, I'm, if I had to find a, a, a God moment in all this pandemic and all the sickness and all the things that's out there. I would say that God finally has, has, has pushed, you, pushed you into the position to where you're one-on-one -on -one with him. And when you're one-on-one -on -one with him, he points the mirror to you. And he helps you to see you. That is why I believe that the Pharisees and Sadducees and the Sanhedrin Council had a problem with Jesus Christ as we come out of Resurrection Sunday. They had a problem with Jesus Christ not because of what he was doing, but what he was doing, what he was saying, shined a mirror on them and it caused them to have to deal with who they are. And when you force a person, person that has been avoiding who they are for so long to, to face who they are, they begin to lash out, they begin to project, they begin to do all these things. But I, I believe that this time is about going into your cocoon to truly be able to look at what is your cycle Okay, perfect cycle for me. I, in my cycle of, of, of pornography, 
and masturbation. In that cycle, one of the things that I would see is that when I became stressed or when I became depressed or whenever I felt there was a weight on me, I did not turn to the bottle. I did not turn to to drugs or weed. I did not uh, do any physically destructive behavior. I would turn to pornography because it, pornography and masturbation gave me a release of the stress. It gave me a relief of the, 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 the mental strongholds. And so they became a cycle. Until I could recognize the cycle, I didn't know how to disrupt the cycle. See, until you can recognize the cycle, you don't know how to disrupt it. So what what is it? So so for for me, that was me. That was me. And and, it, it, and so if I'm not careful, if I'm not careful, if I'm not continuously paying attention to who I am, if I'm not paying paying attention to what my stresses are, if I'm not paying attention to, to what my what causes me to go into to, to what I feel is depression, if I'm not careful, it can come back around and I'll find myself back in the cycle. The real reality about it, if you look at the children of Israel, they never paid attention to their cycle. So there was no way to interrupt the cycle because they didn't know what their cycle was. They were going through the cycle without knowing. They, they were going through a cycle without knowing. And so their repentance was not true repentance because they never identified the cycle. So they could never change their ways until you can recognize what it is that, that caused you to, to deep dive and tailspin into the cycle, to tailspin into the cycle of depression, to turn you to the bottle, to, to cause you to enter into to, to, to toxic relationships. What is it about? What is it that's going on in your life that drives you and pushes you that way? Because you have a lifetime of experience on this is how you cope with these things. And what we're telling you now as a church, as, as proclaimers of the gospel, as, as believers, is now I want you to abandon all that and turn to Christ. And because of, of habits and because of, of experience, because of all these years we have of dealing with ourselves and, and being ourselves because of all this time, we have a tendency to go back to what we know when what we're trying becomes too hard. It becomes too hard to, 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 to pray because this has always worked for us. Now, whether it worked or it didn't work, and, and if you, for you on a podcast, I'm, I'm saying that with quotations because we've always said that it worked because it gave us the immediate release. It gave me immediate release. It distracted me. But even still, I still had the next day, I still had to deal with what I had to deal with. And so I was tailspin. And I would need it more and more. I would need more pornography. I would need more, more masturbation. I would need more of these things. I'm dealing with these things. We're going to, we're going to deal with these things. Whether you believe masturbation is a sin or not, it still distracted me from dealing with what I had to deal with. Whether you believe pornography is a sin or not, it still is taking your mind to where you don't have to deal with those things. Now, God is now dealing with this cycle that I find myself in. Instead of dealing with the thing that was stressing me, that was stressing me, I would turn towards this. And what with the with the turning of the way is that now Christ helps me face it. See, the children of Israel would be dealing with this thing, and so they would lean to their own understanding. They did what they thought was right in their own eyes. 
This is what the scripture says. They did what everyone did what they thought was right in their own eyes. And never paying attention to the cycle of the igniter of the cycle. And so they never had a chance to help turn around and face it with Christ. And so they come into their own ideas and their own thoughts of how this should work and how they should come out of this. But the real reality is, is that if we're going to be in Christ, if we're going to repent, if we're going to change our ways, if we're going to consider our ways, if we're going to break this cycle, we need to pay attention to the cycle. We need to know. And that starts, the repentance starts with being honest with yourself. Repentance starts with being honest with yourself. Now, if, if we're reading uh, Peter chapter 2 and we go in chapter 3 and we go in chapter 4, we will begin to realize that some of the problems that the, the, the Sanhedrin Council and the, the Pharisees and everyone had, and even the, the, the non, the, I guess the non-leaders of, the, of the, the, the Jewish synagogues at that during that time, their challenge was is that they didn't want to face the truth. They didn't want to be honest with the fact of what they did and what they said. And so what leads Peter to say this, like, hey, now repent. You have to be honest about what you're struggling with. Re what now? Okay, now you've accepted Christ. You have to be honest with your struggles. You have to be honest about the thing that you're, that you're, that you're dealing with. I am addicted to pornography. I have a drinking problem. I cuss too much. I am bad with my money. I am struck because we love to say I when we're doing well. I figured this all out together. I came up with this hustle. I made this money. I did the project. But now, if we're going to use I, if we want to begin I, let's begin to be honest with what I have done. What I have struggled with, what I have a problem with. Because if we're going, if we're going to solve this. You'll hear people say that the first step to solve the problem is admitting that there is a problem. Yes, that's true. But the only way to admit that you have a problem is to be honest. Repentance is about honesty. What now is to be honest with ourselves and to be honest with God? And sometimes that means, as my pastor, Pastor Lynn Ravenel always says, that sometimes it means that God, if you don't, Keep me from doing this thing. I am going to do it. God, if you don't, if you don't interject this stress, if, if you don't give me a way to out a, a true way of escape, I am going to go to the website and I am going to succumb to the temptation. If you don't get me out of this house, if you don't get me out of this bed, if you don't, if you don't find a way to keep me from spending this money, I will do it. If you don't find a better way for me to uh, find me to, a way to get a better job, I'm gonna sell the drug. If you don't do this, this is not 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 putting it's putting a demand on God, but it's also being honest with God. If you don't do this, I I, I know what I'm capable of doing. I don't trust myself in this situation. So God, I need you to interject. What now? Now what? It starts with repentance, and repentance starts with honesty. If we're going to break the cycles, we're going to talk about cycles some more. Because the reality is, sin is a, everyone has everyone has caught themselves has found themselves in a sin cycle at some point or another. 
And if we're not honest about the sin cycles that we are that we are facing, we will find ourselves right back in this sin cycle. There's some people right now that are in the cycle because they cannot be honest with themselves. Why do you want to drink? Why do you feel that you have to smoke? Why do you feel like you have to cuss that person out? Why do you feel like you need to tell that person about themselves? That's just what, that's what I need to do. I got to tell them about themselves. And listen, I'm not being me. But this is not about being you. When you accept Christ, it's not about, oh, this is me just being me. This is who I am. This is how God made me. Yes, but now he's asking you to turn your, from your ways and turn to his ways. You came to Christ because you needed something. Something that you couldn't get yourself and something that you couldn't do for yourself. And if we're, if we're going to go through this walk, if you're going to figure out this thing called life in Christ, you first have to acknowledge that your way in some form or fashion was not working. So for some of you, it's not what you were doing career-wise. It's not about money, but it's about who you are mentally and emotionally. And you're trying to do it your own way and it did not work. For some of you, it's, it's about your discipline and, and you try to do it in your own way, but it just is not working. And what I'm here to tell you that if you're here, if you listen to this day, you're watching this video, you listen to this podcast, you try it your way. Try it with Christ. And some of that trying means, it means that you have to repent and to repent, you have to be honest. You have to be honest about the thing that you're struggling with. You have to be honest. Right now, the people that are listening to this and watching this, they're struggling being stay-at-home parents. They're struggling trying to teach their child every day. They're struggling with the behaviors. There's some real things that they're struggling with. And we can't do it without being honest. There's some people that are one step away and this, this they're one decision away from selling their body. That just came to me, to the glory of God. There's someone that's gonna watch this, someone that's gonna listen to this. And you're thinking about going back in that cycle because you need money. There's one person that's listening. There's one person that's watching. Some of, the, some of it is that they, you need money for, for food. And you're one decision away. You're one decision away from calling that man and letting him back in your life. Because you need a way of escape. You're one, one step away from calling your connect. And, and, and getting that that ounce you're, you're one step away from from getting in the car and going to the liquor store and buying that fifth you, you, you're one you're one step away I, I, and you'll find yourself back in that cycle don't let's interrupt the cycle Let's figure out what that cycle is. If it means that you, you have to, to inbox me and we'll call and we'll, we'll, we'll talk and we'll work through it. If it means that you need to find uh, 
a therapist and you need to do telehealth right now because we are uh, in, in, in quarantine. Let's do it. If it means that you need to find a way to, 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 to do a, a, a virtual, uh, I call it anonymous class. Let's, let's find it. Because the real reality of it is that you've tried it yourself. And it has not worked. Let's change our ways. Let's repent. Let us be like the, the caterpillar that turned into a butterfly. Let's go into cocoon and realize that it is a process and we're going to talk about process. The, the, the part of my book that they're becoming, part of it is, is that it's not an overnight thing, is that there's, there's stages, there's steps. And what I'm, what I'm challenging you to do is one, acknowledge that there's steps and that tomorrow is not just everything that we figured out. And if tomorrow everything's not going to be figured out, that means you have to be honest with yourself about what you're dealing with. And we cannot, we cannot break this cycle that we're trying to break. We cannot break this sin cycle without first repentance. And repentance comes from honesty. So let's be honest. If you need someone to talk to, reach out to me. My, my email address is cloyd, C-L-O-Y-E-D dot S dot brown at gmail.com. Cloyd, C-L-O-Y-E-D dot S dot Brown at gmail.com. Let's, let's chat it out. I'm on Instagram. At, it's at Cloyd Brown. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Gentleman Cloyd. And on at Facebook, it's Cloyd Brown. Reach out. I will make it my business to make sure that I'm checking my messages. Uh, now, I check my Instagram and I check my Twitter. I don't always check my Facebook, but I will make it my business. Because we have to change our ways. We have to be honest. If you need a stranger to be honest with, because I don't know you, I'll be honest with me. I am like a vault. I'm never going to let it go. The only person I'm going to talk about it with is you and God. Put down that pill. Put down those pills. Put down that gun. Put down that razor. Log off the internet. Don't make that phone call. Let's break the cycle. What now? Repent. And repentance starts with honesty. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you just for coming out to listening. Thank you for those that have subscribed. Thank you for everyone. If you, if you would like a copy of The Becoming, I'm not going to pay my bills. If you would like a copy of Becoming, Helping a Christian Disciple Gain a Practical Perspective on the Relationship with Christ, which is a book that I wrote uh, two and a half years ago, going on three years. Uh, you can go to uh, www.amazon.com and look it up. Uh, if you want an autographed copy, you can reach out to me directly. Uh, and how do you do that? How do you reach out to me directly? Once again, you can email me at cloyd, C-L-O-Y-E-D dot S dot brown at gmail.com. Or you can reach me at my, my Instagram, which is at Cloyd Brown. My Twitter is at Gentleman Cloyd. And my Facebook is Cloyd Brown. Feel free to reach out. Send me an inbox. and We can work through this together. And I can give you a copy of this book. The book is $10. That's it. It's $10. Uh, and I, I pray that those who are ordering it, those that are on, that is a blessing. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for this moment. I'm praying for you. I am praying for you. And so what I want to leave you with is never... 
ever, ever, ever. Never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. It's okay to depend on God. We should depend on God as believers. So never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you. God love you. But what I'm supposed to do now, hiring this bad reputation, don't nobody want me around, I'm, I'm walking with my head down, I'm, I'm not feeling really proud, I can't change things I said and did, disowned by friends and relatives, Hey, but it is what it is, God is my pops, I'm a son of his, I can do what I want, don't care what it is, currently living in the wonder years, yeah I thought about it, made a thought about it, hit the gas, circled the block about it, God grace I can't walk without it, can't see without it, can't talk without it, nah. My life was a train wreck, like, man, throw the whole life away. Always been an uphill fight for me, but the price of me got me righteously. Living life today like a change man. No longer the same, I'm a change man. Switch the playbook and the game plan. Might break out with a praise dance, like, ay, every day I'm gon' praise him. Ay, my God is so amazing. Ay, I done made it through the matrix, then brought it all back to the basics. I ain't here to get famous. I'm trying to renovate the kingdom. This lame mentality is over with. I understand I got my freedom. I break it down so I can talk to him. No pool pitch to get across to him. I was struggling. I was lost through it all. Never lost faith in God. No. No. He saved a ratchet like me. I gave God all the praise though. Cause I know where I could be. Look. I know where I came from. An addict. Nothing to be ashamed of. Look. I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. What you think I went through this for? I was broke down. I was pissed poor. Passed out drunk on the kitchen floor. Went to rehab twice in six months. The average person would have given up. God told me keep getting up. I laid there. He would pick me up. Got knocked down. He would pick me up. Got knocked down. He would pick me up. Knocked down again. He would pick me up. The enemy was trying to zip me up. Groupie women trying to set me up. That ain't my baby Lord. She bogus, bruh. Stop. Ain't no point like a Holy Ghost party. Turn up, turn up. Jesus. 